Hi, and welcome to Pass the Golden Popcorn, an MTV Movie Award podcast where we look at the many various films nominated for MTV Movie Awards and try and figure out who really should have won. I'm Kenny Sage, a foremost movie expert. Hi, I'm Ben Gregg. I'm foremost kissing expert. And, and today I'm we have Ethan. I'm interrupting Kenny to tell you that I am Ethan, your foremost popcorn expert. Yeah, today we have our first guest. Um, He's a loose cannon. Yeah, a loose cannon and the host of Heavy Metal, a podcast about Scooby-Doo. Please welcome to the show, Ethan Brundine. Thank you. Thank you so much. Sorry to interrupt. I was just so excited to tell my uh, my expert. Yeah, I guess you're giving you this in like the rundown. Just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. The year we're doing is uh, 1996. Um, I can list up all the movies. Yeah, uh, I mean, before we do that, Ethan, what does kissing mean to you? (laughs) What does kissing mean to me? Oh, boy. Um, uh, You know, not a lot. I'm not going to lie to you. (laughs) Um, I like a good kiss in a movie for sure. you know, I think that it can be a wonderful way to to punctuate the ending of a film, like will be the case for some of the nominees, um, or a way to advance the plot and 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 establish relationships, as it will be for some of the nominees. And uh, it can be terrible and very uncomfortable, like some of the other nominees today. So <laughs> it is. A, it could be many things. Yeah, you can't really put a kiss into a box, you know. It's got it's got so many ways of coming out in movies. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that's something that's definitely on display this year. Uh, yeah, before Ben announces the nominees, I'll just do my quick, quick what was going on for 1996. So the 1996 MTV Movie Awards aired on Saturday, June 8th. We're firmly in, like, the Saturday zone for these now, and they were hosted by Ben Stiller and Janine Garofalo. Reality Bites. Reality Bites reunion. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this makes much more sense as a hosting combo than last year's of Courtney Cox and John Lov- Lovett. <laughs> uh, yeah. Best movie that year went to seven, beating out Apollo 13, Braveheart, Clueless, and Dangerous Minds. It was a year of um, truly bizarre slate of kissing nominees. Ben, if you want to read those off. Yeah, just... of course. Um. So we had uh, Antonio Banderas and uh, Salma Hayek in Desperado. Uh, we had Jim Carrey and Sophia. Is it? Um, Oca- uh, Oca- uh, Thank you, Akinado in Ace Ventura: When Nature Calls. Um, we had Winona uh, Winona Ryder again uh, with um, is it uh, Demont or Demo? Demo. Uh, I believe it's just Dermot Mulrooney. Dermot Mulrooney in How to Make an American Quilt. Uh, and then we also had um, Keanu Reeves and... Um, Itana Sanchez-Gion. Wow. Uh, in A Walk in the Clouds. Yeah. And then finally... Yeah, after trying to read these last week, I looked up all the pronunciations <laughs> no, online. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, finally, the winner was um, Natasha uh, Hent- uh, Hentridge. And Anthony Gadara yeah. uh, uh, in Species. They did not make the names easy for you this week, did they? No, not at all. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. Especially because half of these are like people you've never heard of. <laughs> so, yeah, like, this is, yeah, this is a good week to, to learn about uh, actors. Um, it's always a good sign when the actor's Wikipedia page doesn't have a picture. Yeah, this is like, the first thing I want to say about this year is it's an interesting year because it's the first one where most of these movies don't really have a wider cultural footprint. Mm-hmm. Like Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, like, yeah, it's like sort of the sequel to Ace Ventura, but it's not considered as the good film. It's like, no. oh, right, it's the one where they traded the transphobia for racism. Yeah, like, just... I saw something on that. I was like, I was like, huh, okay. Literally, I think the only thing that, I mean, the only thing that I knew of this movie before watching it was the Rhino thing. Like, I had seen the Rhino in, oh, as yeah, like a GIF right. or something like that, you know, but the rest of it, I had no idea what the rest of the movie was or hear anybody talk about it yeah and then species have have spawned like a franchise and has i think like a bit of a following but it's not like aliens or anything it's just kind of oh yeah trashy 90s sci-fi thing desperado is part of like a trilogy but again unless you're really into robert rodriguez's stuff you're maybe not aware of it as much and then the other two films just do not exist in like the public consciousness oh yeah yeah not at all um, it made note taking very easy because there was nothing on a lot of these <laughs> doing research. So, which one do we want to start with? Do we want to start with the winner, or do you want to start sort of, uh, sort of from the first one? Let's start with the winner, species. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, no, this was a a wonderfully weird movie. Yeah, I was um, as I was watching it, I was like, okay, when's the the kiss gonna come in? You know, like when uh, when is it gonna happen? And then. Boy, oh, howdy, it happened. Um, yeah, I warned you about this last <laughs> week. Like, it's Very <laughs> likely will be the craziest nominee that you guys ever see on this show. Oh, yeah. Possibly. Yeah, at least Nick. Yeah. Um, I, can, I can tell you it is not, but... <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. Hey, at, at least they're both... Con- oh, they're not even, like, consenting, and, like, she's not really an adult. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it this, is all kind of insane. so weird. Yeah. So kind of, um, I guess, a top-down synopsis of this movie is that um, humans sent out a signal into space. Um, they got an answer back. Um, one of them was like a way to get infinite energy, which they never address ever again, except in that one line. And then the other was like DNA you could add to human DNA to make like a new thing, a new person. And it ended up creating a sort of human-alien hybrid that just... Uh, that just um like ages or like uh physically ages like really really fast. Um, they try to kill it. Uh, it escapes, and it sort of just is going on a spree, just trying to uh procreate, I guess. Um, and then a crack team of wacky individuals um attempt to try and stop it. Yeah. Um, I had seen Species at some point last year. Um, and it is only grown in my estimation as it is as time has gone since i've seen it um so i don't actually know how good it is but i remember i just like i remember it being wild and very fun um i yeah i really liked it i i think it holds up it 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 fits into a sweet spot of two things that i love which are um 90s erotic thrillers and like like blockbuster core um, sci-fi movies that you know movies that nobody's 
probably nobody remembers ever seeing in a theater, but they re- might remember seeing the cover when they go to Blockbuster or something like that. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely has like a very, yeah. very like recognizable like uh, poster. Yeah, yeah, and just a crazy, crazy movie. Yeah, this is a film that like uh, I enjoyed it. I think compared to other, I mean, for a '90s sci-fi schlock that was sort of the thing. I think it's better than, say, Alien Resurrection. Okay. Which, yeah. Fair yeah. enough. But definitely like a wild, wild, like, horny movie. Yeah. Alfred Molina is in yeah. it for some reason. Yes, is. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I guess the reason is like he's like young and still getting like established. Um, it's it's like Alfred young Molina, version Forrest of- Whitaker, and um, Michael Madsen, right? Is it all three of them are in that movie? Yeah, all th- all three of them making the crack team. Um, not all of them make it out. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, the young version of the alien is played by future Best Kiss nominee Michelle Williams. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, which is just a wild. I think this is like one of her first films. Or, well, that's the thing is that as you say, you know, she's rapidly aging, so she's really only like a few days old. But she goes from being like twelve-year-old Michelle Williams into being like. Fully naked Natasha Hinstridge, um, like over a course of hours, basically, um, and then she she kind of stops aging and is just oh yeah, a, at a certain point it a, just kind of plateaus. Yeah, just a, a grown. Yeah, it's like Natasha <laughs> Hinstridge, and sometimes she has like tentacles or like spikes or. Stuff. Oh yeah, at some point. Yeah. yeah, at some point she goes from a, a very clearly like human creature to just an entire xenomorph. Question: Does this is species the movie that ends with the rat yes, alien, I, or is that species two? In, in, in my notes, I actually have rat stinger. Uh, question mark? Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> you must have been excited about that. Man. I was super excited. Um, yeah, but um, yeah. I another note I have is just in quotes: "Just, just let go, you motherfucker." <laughs> that was like one of the final lines <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I I love I love porny action lines that just are so silly sounding. So the kiss in this movie is certainly memorable. Oh, um, I'll explain. So basically, once the alien has grown into a, f- a full grown woman, her goal is to like find an ideal specimen to procreate with, kind of like Predator if Predator was super horny. So she so she runs into this guy Anthony Guerrera and like she kind of goes and they're hooking up but then she learns through oh yeah she senses he's a diabetic and she rejects him because of that so oh. but he's not willing to take no for an answer cuz he's like a man so he like essentially just tries to like forces way onto her so then like she kisses him but then at the conclusion of the kiss a spike just goes through his skull and he dies it's... oh yeah a, uh, a mouth protruding sort of what is it? it would be like kind of like a like a pincer like a like a little um like a tentacle spike yeah yeah it's just so f- funny because initially i'm like oh I had to like disqualify this for being like a forced one, and I'm like, okay, no, I see what they're doing. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's just yeah, there's a there's yeah. immediate the, consequence. Yeah. Yes, yeah, she is uh, taking the 
she's taking back the agency. Um, but <laughs> I don't know if he is, is consenting to having a spike drawn through, driven through his head. So, you know, yeah. it's, up to, uh, it's up to you how you're going to disqualify that. Yeah, it's not as bad as like Kate Fear or the A League of Their Own <laughs> Kiss where Tom Hanks <laughs> is just sleeping and then just kisses someone. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely an exception. It's always uh, it's always hard to judge kisses that end in murder. Yeah, but MTV yeah. audiences ate it oh, up, absolutely. and then, and then at the acceptance speech for this, because like I've been going through that video for this one, this actually marks a first because it's the first time there's a recreation of the kiss. No, it's did he? Did they yeah. kill him? Oh, <laughs> no, no. It's Elizabeth Hanstrich gets up on stage. She's like, you know, I don't know if I'll ever win an award again, so I'm gonna enjoy this and let him talk. And then he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, you know, he's like, wait, I gotta test something. And then he goes over and like kisses her. And he's like, I'm still alive. Yeah. Just. <laughs> and that starts like the tradition of just best kiss winners like recreating their kisses when they're both in attendance. Just. Oh, yeah. No, the kiss in this movie was, was spectacular. I really, uh, one thing I liked about the movie was the, I don't know, I, I, I have a real sweet spot for like kind of quippy banter in like these sort of action movies. And just the, the main cast was really charming to me. I agree. It, it, yeah. it rules. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's definitely a fun movie. Like, I don't know if we have a ton else to say yeah, about no. it, but yeah, like, exactly. It was a fun, fun yeah. movie. Definitely worth a watch. Absolutely. So then, do we want to move on? Yeah. Um, yeah, the next movie on the dock that we could talk about is um, Desperado. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really, really like fun. Desperado. Um, yeah, I think it is my... Um, it's It might be my first, but it, I'm going to have to safely say it's my second favorite movie um, with a character with a scorpion on their coat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I guess if someone do, if someone wants to give sort of the plot synopsis of this movie, this is just remind me of what a missed opportunity it is that Drive doesn't get a best kiss nom because that does a memorable kiss mm. and then a very just memorable moment of violence after. Uh, but. Yeah, the elevator scene. Yeah, that is it. It definitely whatever year that came out, regardless, it got robbed. Yeah, but Desperado, the second film of. Director Robert Rodriguez, who goes on to direct uh, Spy Kids, <laughs> like the Spy Kids trilogies, mm-hmm. and I think he did all the time in the world too, and Shark Boy and Lava Girl, and since Wait, he did Antonio, all, Antonio yeah, Banderas yeah. in the Spy Kids movie, he's like a predominant character, right? Or am I misremembering that? Yeah, he's, he's the, yeah, he's the dad. He's spy dad. Yeah, this is and Buscemi is in the second one, of course. Of course, yeah. This is yeah. This is the second. And Salma Hayek is the is in it oh. as well. Yeah, she works for the whatever the fake CIA oh, yeah, thing is. Put in the time. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, it's definitely. Well, this film is actually part of a trilogy that he does mm-hmm. called like his Mexico trilogy, starring this character, El El Mariachi. This is the second mm-hmm. film. The first film is, I believe, just called El Mariachi, and then the. Third one is called like Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, and yeah, it's about Antonio Banderas is just this man. He's a man who walks around with a guitar case carrying a lot of weapons. 
And it's your classic kind of revenge story where I believe it's the trilogy is just about him as this man who just keeps losing everyone in his life to various like crime lords and taking revenge on that. Mm-hmm. In in this case, it's him. Yeah. He's trying to get revenge for something yeah that happens in the f- the first movie like this lover of his who gets killed and it's him just kind of seeking out yeah uh Bucho, what's that all yeah just i think yeah that, that was yeah in this yeah in this but it has him seeking out in this bar that is run by yeah just what cheech Cheech and Chong, mm-hmm. Cheech Marin, yeah, playing yes. short bartender. Also in uh, Spy Kids, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's, yeah. He his sidekick is Steve Buscemi, playing a oh. character named Buscemi. Hard <laughs> <laughs> oh. to just like summarize it. It's essentially he's looking for this guy. They settle on this bar that's like a hub of activity. He kills a lot of people, well, practically everyone in the bar. It's like a lot of violence. At some point, he winds up hiding out at the home of this, like, bookstore keeper, Salma Hayek, who has a, co- a connection to to Bucho. She's, like, yeah. She, like, um, I think she, like, sells drugs, like, through the library, essentially. I think it's- oh, yeah. oh, yeah, like, he, oh, yeah, yeah he's essentially yes. paid off most people in town, and, like, she her bookstore is like a front front for it, so she's kind of in leagues with him. But they get like a connection, and then at a certain point, it's revealed that Bucho is his brother. It comes like near the end of the oh, movie, yeah. and oh. yeah, 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 yeah. That's like a a late third act twist that does not yeah, really, uh, really turn into yeah. anything. I don't um, think, but yeah. Um, yeah. It just kind of adds the pers- personal thing when you're like, why does he want to like kill him so bad beyond like the revenge thing? Yeah. And yeah, but in the end, he like ends with like them driving off into the sunset and leaving away the guitar case, signifying a new life. But then they go back for yeah, it, just in case. <laughs> just in case, you know, uh, just in case they want to make another movie with this exactly. character. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, the kiss I think happens during like a. It is the is prelude. The right word is like a prelude to like a very, uh, very erotic scene. Um, yeah, I was not able to find clips of that kiss, so I found ki- clips of a different one mm-hmm. where they kiss, and it's on they're on during a rooftop shootout. But yeah, oh, yeah, it's probably like their first kiss, preluding the like big sex scene in the movie. <laughs> yeah, for some reason they uh, don't let that scene on YouTube. Yeah, can't imagine why. <laughs> Yeah, um, I actually learned stuff about like that scene when looking into it. In that it originally wasn't in the movie, and Salma Hayek and Antonio Banderas, who are like friends to this day, where it just had such good chemistry that the studio insisted on it, <laughs> which Salma Hayek was not thrilled about. But she did it on a closed yeah. set with just Banderas and the director. And the director's wife, who was like a good friend of hers, and apparently she was like very nervous and hated it. But you know, they got through it, and you, you know, again, it, it's like she has like positive f- things to say, at least about the people involved that I've mm-hmm. yeah, seen. Banderas also got a most desirable male nomination for this, mm-hmm. and 
I love that that is a uh, a category. It's still so funny. Yeah, I I think this is the last year they do it. Like it's it gets retired pretty quickly, but it's always fun looking. Oh, what other awards did these movies potentially get nominated for? And uh, not all of these movies got nominated for other stuff. But hey, Antonio Banderas got a most desirable male nomination. Oh, so did uh, Keanu Reeves in the uh, Walk in the Five. Oh, did yeah. he? <laughs> I guess I just assumed that a walk in the clouds didn't get our stuff, but that makes sense. And then, yeah, this is this is the first uh, year in a bit, or the first kind of year where a lot of the other there was not a lot of crossover with the other movies. It makes sense. A lot of these movies I I uh, I had never heard of. So. Yeah, but then they lose to Brad Pitt in Seven for yeah. desirable. I guess that's an interesting win there. <laughs> physically, not like emotionally. It's just. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's liter- so it's literally is just the hottest man of the year award. Yeah, exactly. Um, Listen, someone needs yeah. to keep track. Another yeah. thing yeah. is Quentin Tarantino is in this movie. Yeah, that was really just, confusing. I was like, I was yes. like, wait, this isn't like a this isn't like a Tarantino movie. What, what is he doing here? Yeah. Well, he and Rodriguez well, he are like, friends. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And Rodriguez yeah. is another film that. Fell in the same MTV Movie Award eligibility window from Dust Till Dawn that, like, yes. Tarantino also was in. Oh, yeah. But he's in a lot, of, like, he's the second lead of that film, and uh, yeah, which is a very interesting choice. <laughs> he dies in both of the films. Um, spoilers for from yes, Dust Till but Dawn. But he is much more. He's much more palatable in this one, I think, with his limited amount of screen. Well, time. yeah, he's not committing sex crimes in this one. Um, that we know of. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah, that's true. Like, it's. He, he's playing like a scumbag, but oh, yeah. he, he just has an extended scene where, like, he speaks to, like, Cheech playing a character named Short Bartender. <laughs> just. His most iconic role, I think we found out. Yeah. Uh, even the Cheech and Chong ever do a Scooby Doo episode, it feels like something they would have. Just uh, they did not, uh, I'm afraid. Um, oh. Do one of those? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably would have been good. Oh, well, there's still time. Like they're still making Scooby Doo and guests. Sure. Like they can bring Frank Welker on as the guest for an episode. Just that's right. Yeah, yeah. They could. They could do Cheech and Chong. I mean, you know. People already make stoner jokes about Shaggy. <laughs> Might as well, you know, lean into it. Yeah, but, but Desperado, like, very good movie. It's it falls into the things I like where it's just a lot of like well executed violence. Yeah, the with just the occasional bits of plot to keep it moving. <laughs> My favorite one was the yeah. guy like yeah. jumped on Antonio Banderas and he he double he like kicked him into the air and then shot him a. It was just a yeah. wild, wild scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, the entire um, gunfight in the bar oh, is yeah, just the, yeah, the just so uh, good. The bar fight's good. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit where he runs behind the bar and and like Cheech is ducked and he jumps off his bat of back and just shoots people like <laughs> from while just propelling himself off another human being. Oh yeah, and then the uh, the iconic. Yeah. Guitar case rocket launcher scene. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's that's uh, that's all I had to say about Desperado. Yeah, good year for like just fun, fun pulpy genre fair getting nominated. Yeah. And uh, oh yeah, for yeah. sure. 
Now let's move on to a very different <laughs> film, um, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. Uh, which... Yeah. This, <laughs> yeah. So we this have movie to? falls into like a really <laughs> weird category. Of This movie, I feel the, the way about this movie, the same way I do about, um, I think, shows like, like Paradise PD and Drawn Together, where like, most of it's like trash. Most of it's not very good. But every once in a while, it'll, it'll get me, and I'll 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 grab my chest and laugh so hard. Um, I don't know if there's enough in this movie to really uh, to really warrant watching it all the way through. But I I would be remiss to say that it didn't it didn't get me a few times with a few jokes. Yeah, I mean there are certainly a few bits that yeah. are pretty funny. Um, I'll say I laughed at Dumb and Dumber, a movie I also do not like very much more than this one. Yeah, but... it's definitely. I I was I'm a bit disappointed because I always heard about Ace Ventura, but I'd never I've never watched either one. Um, and I was like, oh wow, this isn't this is definitely yeah. a a D tier Jim Carrey movie. It is the most. I haven't seen The Mask, so maybe The Mask is this, but is the most Jim Carrey. Just being yeah. annoying <laughs> yeah. as comedy. No, definitely. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, like his character, like I don't know what it is, but like his character is so you can't like make him like mean or like inconsiderate because it just doesn't scan as well. I think. Um, yeah, his character yeah. is just so like hostile, yeah. and it's just. And I'm like, this is the iconic character <laughs> of Jim Carrey's that like people like quote for years, like just <laughs> yeah. I did. I yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I what did a like the. I did like the um, like the temple scene where they're all partying once he's leaving. That was pretty. Yeah, that was funny. Because I w- I was like, <laughs> I want to be there with them. I agree. Yeah, but this. Uh, and then um, so the kiss in this movie, unless I missed it, was it just when their two tongues? It's when their tongues. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I watched the entire. <laughs> I sat through the entire movie, that, and I was like, "That was the kiss." Wait a minute, there wasn't a kiss. I watched it for Kenny. He told me I. I he asked if I would watch it. And I was like, "Sure, I'll I do it." I said you didn't have to watch thing. all of them. <laughs> you d- yes, it's true. It's true. I volunteered to watch the whole thing, and I made it to the end. And I was like, "I missed the freaking kiss. You know, what happened? Where is I it?" I got up to like make a sandwich, and like. I, I I was watching this on a yeah. very legitimate website um, that was very easy to pause. So, um, but uh, and I thought so I was like, oh, did I miss it? Did I miss the kiss? Um, but I did not. Um, yeah, it's so brief summary of this film. It Ace Ventura. It begins with, I think, like a funny scene where hmm. it's an animal rescue gone wrong. Ace Ventura is. Yeah. He's one of those classic, he likes animals more than people type, and he's like, it's hard to describe him rather than like, he's just a jerk, but he's good with animals, and he's very insightful when it comes to animal-related thing. And it begins with, I believe it's a spoof in the movie Cliffhanger, with him and a monkey hanging over like an edge, and he accidentally lets go of the monkey and it plummets to his oh, no, death. It was, it was a raccoon, it was. He has a monkey. It is a raccoon. Okay, a raccoon. He has a monkey sidekick. Right. Scene, but it is, it, there's yes, no reason I am, for a raccoon to be in the Himalayas. Well, that's yes, yes, yeah, right. I'm. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. And it, it's it is a good scene. Yeah. It starts off on like a good note. It's like played very seriously, even though it's like a raccoon. Yeah. It's like oh, and it's painting him yeah. as a hero as opposed to a uh, a 
menace to all around him. Yeah. And in the aftermath of this tragedy, he essentially retreats from society and becomes a monk where he attempts to learn inner peace despite annoying everyone around him. But he's pulled out for a new case that takes him all the way to Africa. Something that, like, is definitely handled thoughtfully and respectfully <laughs> for, like, something in the 90s. Um, and didn't make me go, oh, Jesus, oh, several yeah, times. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was definitely like, oh, wait, really? This, this movie's like this? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so basically he is brought he is brought in by this guy, uh Greenwall, who's a British correspondent working for like a consulate in this fictional country called N- Nibia, and es- essentially there's a sacred animal for this tribe, yeah, the Shikaka, that's a great white bat. And it turns out bats are the one mm-hmm. animal Ace Ventura doesn't love in a fun twist <laughs> kind of but it's but it's gone missing and it's become a big issue because they are were supposed to give that gift as a part of a wedding present for this marriage between these two tribes the Wachi the Wachachi and the Wachuchu. Just yep. reading this sounds really bad. <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely um I don't know if it's tasteless, but it, yeah. fe- it feels tasteless. <laughs> I mean, I, it's yeah, not tasteful, exactly. certainly. Oh, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, as we mentioned, the kiss sort of happens between Jim Carrey and then the character that is, is supposed to get uh, married and yeah. in the conflict. And Academy Award winning actress Sophie Okonedo, oh, who like eventually yes. gets Best Supporting Actor for Hotel Rwanda, Playing a character who does not have a name is just known as like the princess. Yeah. Her whole bit is that uh, she wants to have sex with him and he refuses her because he is He's an animal man. Vowed a <laughs> life of celibacy. He has vowed a life of celibacy. Correct <laughs> me if I'm wrong. Uh, Jim Carrey is the reigning champ this year, right? Because he won previously yeah, for Dumb and he, Dumber, he which is the year before this. Yeah, yeah. he's one of our like three nominee actors. Like he gets nominated, nominated for Dumb and Dumber. This one, and then as I learned last week, Bruce Almighty is the other film he gets a Best Kiss nomination off of. So, Jesus, okay. At least Bruce Almighty, I remember being kind of good. I so I'm like, yeah, yeah. There's some oh, there's yeah. some okay jokes in it. Yeah, yeah, but just like of all of the ones to pick though like that's the one but in this one essentially yeah she does she's this princess and she does like a seduction dance and he's like "Uh, uh," and they go in and they do a thing where their tongues touch and they cancels like a kiss (laughs) and he's like oh but i have sworn to a life of celibacy and then she like flashes him and it yep. cuts to a bit where you are led to believe they are having sex, but he is just masturbating. It's yep. kind of good. It's, it's, I'm not yeah, gonna, it's, like, it's worth a chuckle. Remembering back, and I, the was, reveal of him being caught is like <laughs> yeah, there. There is a. This is a movie that you should definitely look up. Go to the YouTube channel Movie Clips and try and parse out the best bits. <laughs> it's definitely, yeah. it's definitely worth doing that. I guess. Yeah. Eventually, it turns out the villain is 
the leader of the consulate who wants the bat because like bat guano is an energy source yeah yeah so he wants to be able to to like imminent domain all of the caves but he can't because there's like people living there um but like if the conflict arises then he'll be go into the bat poop caves and extract all the resources um, yeah, he essentially wants these two tribes is... to wipe each other out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Guano is valuable, you know, and they use it in, like, yeah. makeup and stuff. It's a big Guano industry. Got There's the, probably the a version of this movie where it's interesting social commentary oh, on colonialism. Yeah, absolutely. They could have definitely played that angle, but they were too busy having rhinoceros birth scene. Um, there wasn't time. <laughs> That scene is insane. Do you yeah. want to describe I mean, that scene for us? Just... Uh, yeah, he uh, he has to get in some into some area, and to do that, he he's a, as we all know, it, not the master of disguise, but is a master of disguise. So he um, he has a animatronic rhinoceros. That he is com- for some reason completely naked inside of, perhaps because it's hot. Maybe I'm not sure. Um, and he gets stuck, and the only way to get out is to emerge from the where the anus would be, as if he were a newborn baby coming out of a a rhinoceros's birthing canal. Yeah, and it's. <laughs> It's again kind of funny. Yeah. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna say I made a stone. Yeah, exactly. It definitely it has. <laughs> it has it's yeah. It's better than the joke at the end where the villain runs into a gorilla who tries to mate with him. Like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, to be fair, to yeah. be fair, they really had. Um, there was truly a Chekhov's uh, gorilla mating sequence because uh, they didn't mention that early on. Um, if you, yeah, they mentioned watch out for the gorilla. Yeah, if you, you mention gorilla mating season in the first act, by the rules of film, you have to have a scene in the third act um, where a character uh, interacts with that concept. Yeah, yeah, and then in the final scene of the movie, the wedding is gonna be underway, but then oh no, it turns out the princess isn't a virgin anymore. What could have happened? <laughs> and then it just ends with the two tribes chasing Ace Ventura out of the country angrily. Yeah. Like, and who knows? Maybe they got him. They never had a sequel to yeah. this. Well, oh, no, wait. There was like a sequel that was about his son, but I think he just dies in an unrelated yes, way. Yes, so. <laughs> Ace Ventura, Pet Detective Jr. <laughs> but maybe that's not canon. Maybe he just dies yeah, here. Exactly. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's everything I need to say about Ace Venture when nature calls. To move on <laughs> to a surprisingly great movie that I absolutely adored, um, How to Make an American Quilt. Yeah. I I yes. was I yes. was not expecting to enjoy this movie so so much. Um I think this movie is like it's it's kind of like it's weird. It's kind of like an anthology, but they all sort of, all the stories sort of fit together, but it's essentially uh, Winona uh, Ryder's character is like engaged to a guy um, and she's staying with like her, her grandma and her, I guess it would be great aunt. 
um I think is the correct yeah, the grandma's sister. Yeah. Um and like she's like kinda like worried about like that commitment. Um which like isn't helped by every old person in that community just telling them a story about how they cheated and about how cheating is like Yeah. Uh like how it's how scary marriage is how like oh everyone will eventually cheat on you. <laughs> which is just like really, really like interesting. I really liked it. Um yeah, you sort of sort of meet each um old person that in this sort of quilting club that they have. Um and they sort of just tell the story of like their youth about how like maybe like found love or how that sort of um how that love sort of got like interrupted. Um which and they're all telling mm-hmm. us to Winona Winona Ryder's character and she's sort of she's sort of taking this in and like kind of applying it to like her relationship. Yeah, because she's she's just found out that Dermot Mulroney's cheating um, on her yes there, so there's this yeah or it's, it's thinks a, that she is um, yeah i'm trying to remember if they'd yeah. ever because she definitely calls and a girl picks up um mm-hmm. and i i yeah. uh, i thought he wasn't actually doing that yeah. but then she also has like a she love did, interest like, so, somewhere yeah i thought i've thought about this and i'm like yeah. okay like because what what um what mullen rudy's character says is that like oh you just dialed the wrong number which like sounds super weird and gaslighty but yeah, it might make sense considering that she did call like several times that night. So like, I'm wondering if maybe yeah. the intention was like, oh, maybe she did press the wrong number one time, and that's why a girl picked up. But I, I, yeah, because they never really at no point in the movie do they like confirm that like, oh, he he cheated on her. But it is mm-hmm. it's definitely a way to read it, and I don't know, I don't know how much it affects like the actual movie. I remember being disappointed that she gets together with him at the end of the movie. Yeah, it's but, um. um I don't know. I watched this movie a few months ago. Um, I was at my mom's house and I put it on. I, w- I was just going to HBO and I put it on and I thought she would, you know, enjoy it. And then, like, five minutes in, she got up and left and went and did, like, the laundry or whatever. So I just kind of sat there and watched How to Make an American Quilt by myself and uh, wound up really, really enjoying it. Um, I thought it was really. A touching movie. I thought it had a lot of very interesting things to say about um, relationships and um, the role of women and all of these things. And I thought that all the performances are great, and that like the supporting cast is insanely stacked of like just some of the most legendary women in Hollywood and beyond. Because like freaking Maya Angelou is in there. It just is a it's 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 a crazy little yeah. movie that yeah seems unassuming but winds up being also, really really good in my opinion. Page, Jared Leto is in it. Yes, this is <laughs> the first screen appearance of Jared Leto in like a small role in the film. Yeah. I knew this because when attempting to find a clip of the kiss from this movie and eventually having to settle for like essentially a tribute to the film that ends with like the kiss. A lot of it was. Jared Leto's first scene in a movie. Jared Leto's <laughs> first scene in a movie. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. I didn't notice that on my first house. So my uh, but yeah, no, yeah, this movie. If if that winds up, uh, if that winds up being this film's lasting legacy, that, would that be is sad. really it's tragic. It's like the third sentence on the Wikipedia page. That's so strange. Yeah, this is a film. I say for this podcast, you don't have to watch every movie we talk about, but I would definitely recommend seeking out this yeah, one because more people should it's see so it. Good, yeah, it, yeah. Um, it's based on a book, and 
I think that lends to kind of the novelistic structure and the, the series of stories. It's just this really beautiful portrait of just the d- different kinds of love that exists and just all these like generations of American women who have like different like experiences. The third act complication is a windstorm blows the thesis she's working on away because that's why she's there. <laughs> it's she's working on this very long thesis. And then this windstorm just comes in and it's like illuminates and somehow resolves a lot of like these issues. Like there's her grandmother and great aunt have like long had this just kind of thing over like this love, this love triangle they were in and, and it's long, long been this bitterness. I have to like re yeah, revisit in a thing, but there's something where like, as a symbol of these bitterness, like, She's hidden these dolls and like plaster in the oh, wall, yeah. and the windstorm yeah. somehow inspires her to like just break the bitterness cycle. Yeah, and... um, so yeah, she has like a wall, like because um, when when she found out like her husband cheated, she like was like throwing stuff. She was like breaking all of like the porcelain um, like figurines or something. And what she did is she essentially took all those broken pieces and like decorated the wall with them. Um, and I think like the storm like sort of knocked one off. Um, and then she just started knocking them all off, and then I think her sister comes in and helps. Because, yeah, that was, like, a symbol of, like, her, like, yeah, her bitterness towards her sister. Yeah, and it just indicates, like, just reconciliation or forgiveness. Or there's one who, she's kind of aware her husband is, like, been unfaithful and maybe cheats on her, but is, and is never quite sure where she stands. And then during the windstorm, she, like, hides out in this room that, like... Has oh man. Is it the you're talking about the the one with like the artist, right? Like the painter? Yeah, the artist. Yeah. And he, he yeah, he just Yeah, and then And she just runs in and sees like all these paintings of her that like show, oh he does love me. Like, yeah. Just, yeah, that oh that one was definitely like the most like that was the most like compelling relationship and I like oh it's like it's definitely like it gives you like a lot to think about with that. Um yeah, because like this movie, like taught, like it's definitely, um, it definitely gives you like a really, yeah, really um, like wide range of like different kinds of like relationships, and like how like people who are like on yeah. their own deal with things, like like what what it means to be like a family with people and stuff like that. Um, yeah, there's also like there's this mother daughter relationship with like M- M- Mia Angelou and like Alfrey Woodward and what are yeah. who's like the youngest member of the group and. There's just this really striking scene where, like, she talks about, like, oh, she's never been in love. She has all this free freedom, and then she talks about this man she met in France, and they have this one night stand, and they connected, and then she learned he was married, and then like she never learned his his name, and it's been a long time ago. But then she's like, oh, he was my soulmate. Like, it's- yeah, oh, that was super duper interesting. Um, and there's also this scene where it like went back to like old oldish times and like the guy um I'm trying to remember uh, which character it was but the the one guy like in the past came up to him and was like hey like i don't like i don't really like believe in that whole like master slave thing by the way <laughs> like that was such a <laughs> yeah that was a, a very very oh yeah my angelus is like a flashback set in like the time of like segregation and like the just yeah. civil rights movement in, and it's this very interesting like thing of that kind of uh, power things. 
Oh yeah, that that's Jared Leto's role. He's like the boss's son she has the affair with. Oh, that's Jared Leto. Yep. yep. Yeah, and becomes like pre- yeah, pregnant with. Like that's yeah. what that's what Wikipedia is telling me right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. This is a, a fantastic movie. Never drags its feet. Would a million percent recommend. Yeah. I think all, all my notes are just like are just positive things. Like good movie, really liked it. Just wow, never dragged. Very interesting. That's all the notes I have for this movie. Yeah, and whatever she should have gone back to Dermot Mulroney, who is not in this very much. It does end with this sweet kiss, like under this big quilt. Oh, yeah. but like has been made for her. Yeah, the, ki- the kiss is probably like yeah. ironically enough, yeah. probably the weakest aspect. It's, of it's in the like the yeah. yeah, it's in like the bus, right, or whatever. It's like a van. Yeah, it's like in the back of the van, and they're draping like a. Quilt. It's yeah. It's the kind of thing you put at the end of the montage with a bit of a score because that's what the clip for this is going to be. And you're like, oh yeah, this is nice. Even what is it? So in context, you're like, oh, she just kind of picked him. All right. But- oh yeah. Oh my gosh. In the one scene, so like, um, she eventually is unfaithful to him with a with an absolute stud uh, swimmer. Um, and then she like tells yeah. she yeah. tells her mom, and her mom's like, oh never tell him. And I guess she takes that advice. Um, yeah. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's definitely like, it's like a really like strange thing. And it, g- it gives you a lot to think about at the very least. Um, yeah. No, great, fantastic movie. Um, all the characters are super yeah. interesting and like really likable. I, I absolutely adore it. Yeah. If you want a film that culminates in like a sequence where everyone runs around looking for pieces of paper <laughs> of a thesis that I think they retrieve, I think they get enough. <laughs> I think they get like they get enough, and like the one she yeah she gets a lot of it because yeah. like it's a thing yeah. where she's like ah oh, I don't know you're just gonna give up and then she just goes around to like go and find yeah. it all. And the character's like well what's what's gonna be harder like doing this or like starting completely over from scratch and I was like yeah that makes sense even if she got like a little bit of it it's probably better that. Starting completely from scratch. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah, great movie. Yeah, watch this movie. And then we have one last film that falls in the kind of romantic melodrama territory. And it is A Walk in the Clouds, oh, which is. Yeah. I really like The Walk in the Clouds. Uh, I guess um, it's Ethan, right? Or, yeah. Uh, something you yes, may not know yes. is that um, I watch almost all of these movies at two times speed. Um, and I, and I, and okay, sure. Yeah, and the exactly. kiss is the no, important it's, it's part. Of like, yeah. like after, like I think it only takes like two minutes for my brain to like fully adapt to it, and then it's like, oh, I just have more time to watch more movies. Like, I, and I always make sure to if I'm if a movie is like too fast, I'll make sure to like slow it down a little bit. Um, but that did cause this. That did okay. cause the first sure. war flashback scene to have a character go what, and it was <laughs> I I guarantee it was not intentional <laughs> to make me laugh, but it, it did. Um, and so that. It, I didn't mind this movie. I will say uh, the uh, war scenes are absolutely ridiculous, and I was laughing even watching it at one time speed. <laughs> the, every time they played that stinking like that the lullaby tune as he walked by the orphanage that they've like bombed or whatever, it just was so ridiculous and on the nose. Yeah, exactly. I was like, this is insane. Um, but that being said, oh, I absolutely adored this movie. I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Um, do you want me to give the plot synopsis? Yeah, yeah, go yeah. for it. Um, just... so yeah, Keanu Reeves' character um, is a is a veteran who just got back from. I'm not sure which which war is it. The Second World War, or the first one. 
Yeah, it's World War II. Okay, perfect. He just got back from World War II um, to a girl that he married right before he left. Um, He wrote her a bunch of letters, but she didn't read any of them. Um, So, like, there's a very big, like, disconnect there. Um, And then he needs to travel somewhere um, by bus. And he meets, um, what's the, it's, it's the pronunciation. Uh, uh, Itana? I, I think of like uh, Itanya, yeah, and then just, yeah, I, like... uh, he meets, uh, um, Itanya's character on yeah, the bus, uh, um, who is being, who is being like kind of harassed by two guys. So Keanu Reeves like punches one of the two guys and then all three of them get kicked off the bus. So he starts walking and as he's walking, he sort of, yeah. um, he meets, um, Victoria. Yeah, he meets Victoria. Um, yeah. Who has, Maybe good to use like her character yeah, name in this case, just, just so you don't have to keep remembering. Yeah, um, oh yeah, Paul. 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 Such a weird blind name. Um, so yeah, Paul. Paul and Victoria. Yeah, Paul and Victoria. Um, so he he starts walking because he's been kicked off the bus, and he meets Victoria, who's like gotten off the bus, sort of in the middle of the woods. Um, she's very scared to go back to her family. Because she had gotten pregnant from her professor, and the professor sort of just scrammed. He didn't want anything to do with it. Um, and she comes from like a very like traditional uh, family, um, so like the father would be like, ah, "I wouldn't be very happy about that um, at all." So Veronica and Paul sort of sort of get this plan where like Paul's going to pretend to be her husband, um, Victoria. Oh, Victoria. Um, so yeah. Uh, and then they sort of um, they meet the family, and they they it's a a vineyard, right? Is what they have. They sort of have a yeah. Um. So and the dad's like still like kind of like oh like you you married this guy who has like has no parents. He's got he's got no past and no future. Um. And the rest of the family's like most of the family's like pretty nice to him, and like they slowly start to like bond. They're like doing like the cutting off the grapes and like helping out with everything. Um, and then at some point it's sort of like the big lie is sort of revealed. Um, and, and throughout, throughout all this, Paul and Veronica are like, like they, they're, they're falling in love. It's very obvious. Um, but at some point the lie is sort of revealed and the dad is super upset. Yeah. Um, cause he just sort of started accepting, uh, Paul. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Oh, no. And, Paul, yeah, Paul's feeling guilty, I think, because there's, like, loyalty to, like, his wife, yeah. and it's, yeah, because yeah. after, like, because the kiss comes, like, in a thing where he's, like, I'm not free, like, well, that comes after, like, they have this nice kiss, and then he's, like, no, I'm not free, I'm married, this, like, can't work, and yeah. I think eventually she, yeah, like, just this, this... goes honest. It's... Yeah, yeah, it's kind of, um, yeah, like that. Yeah, she te- she she tells the her dad, but like Keanu has this uh this terrible woman back home. I mean, I shouldn't say that. I understand yeah. where she is coming from. She's like your typical military wife who like you know they got married right before he left, and they yeah. barely knew each other. So she's been you know seeing other people yeah, and, and things yeah, like well, that. Paul's and been the, gone. Yeah, well, Paul's been gone. Out. She actually started to like read the letters that uh, she sent her. She like realized, oh, like we're not, we're not meant to be at all. Um, she was actually cheating on him. Yeah. Uh, so they get like a really quick, yeah. like, um, like really quick divorce. Like all he had to do was sign. Yeah, because it was like they got married right before he went. Yeah, it's, it's a very, very. Yeah, she. 
I'll say, yeah, she's portrayed in certainly a less nuanced light than, like, the wi- women of How to Make an American Quilt. Like, oh, it's very yeah. apparent when you watch these films close together. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah. It's definitely not, like, there's not yeah. much nuance to her, uh, her character. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's pl- she's played by Deborah Messing, oh. who, like, yeah. Yes. So, Will and Grace and Smash, for, within Will and Grace again. Probably the only um, American actor in the film that is otherwise recognizable other than Keanu. Like the rest of them I've never seen in anything before. Um they have been in not even Anthony Quinn Spanish language, but yeah. Anthony Quinn, who plays like the grandfather, is great. He's oh it's like he's my favorite character. He was my Oh yes, 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 of course. Yes. Yeah. Um, He was really good in the movie, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but Ultimately, he comes back having annulled his marriage, and the dad is drunk and just swings torches with him and burns the vineyard down. Yeah, yeah. And then, um. Very melodramatic. Yeah, oh, and yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah, like it, yeah. it catches and it burns the whole thing. But, um, early on in the movie, the grandpa shows Paul, like, their first, like, their first, uh, grape tree and, like, where they all come from. And, um, Paul just sort of, like, runs, sort of, into like the, the smoky thing to like find it and he's able like to pull the root out from the ground and it's uh it's 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 usable to plant more it's yeah it's an insane uh yeah, it really, sequence it really is um, a lot of action right before the end of the yeah. movie yeah and having destroyed everything he's built for like no reason her father realizes the error of his way <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, no, this is a I, I really like this movie. I think it's really endearing. I like the I liked all the family yeah. characters. They were really, really fun. Yeah, I'll say yeah, I also like I definitely like this film more than even a bit, I think. Like it's yeah. It's a, it's an enjoyable film. Um fine. Yeah, it's a totally watchable little yeah. Keanu Reeves as you say, Melody is for sure. This is this comes after he's been doing like point break and speed and like sort of making bona fides for himself as an action star. So this is kind of like a switch where he's like, Oh yeah, I wanted to do like a romance and I did this. Um I think he's kind of miscast in this part. Um yes. He's yeah. he's playing I don't know if you guys have ever seen the show This Is Us. Um No. <laughs> no. So I've he not. is playing a role that is very similar, kind of just in like how a character is presented and how we're supposed to feel about him to like M- Milo Ventimiglia who like or Milo like okay. who also like did like heroes and stuff and just this kind of where he's like just being this really earnest sap who like does maybe maybe his actions should be like interrogated a bit more but but feels like no no you love this guy you love this guy and Keanu Reeves is a bit too intense as an actor to kind of pull that off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't your classical yeah, he, He's supposed to be like just the nicest guy ever or whatever, but he, uh, I don't know. It's yeah, interesting. And it's it's all like, very... Victoria, Victoria. Yeah. Like just... no. um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, um, but, I don't think yeah. I had any other notes on this one in particular. Uh, yeah, it's a film which again does not really e- exist now. It's uh, yeah. Oh yeah, this one I had completely mm-hmm. never yeah. heard of before. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll say like it's 
Uh, yeah, I yeah, Aitana Sanchez, like, Gion is someone who, like, I think has more of, like, a footprint in, like, non-English language films, and this is kind of her, yeah. like, attempt at a crossover, and kind of wish, like, she'd she'd have done more more stuff over here, because yeah, I, I don't think she's good she's at really, that. I think she's, she's good. Really good she's good in it. Like, she, she carries the duo. I'll say, I never thought you could have, like, a scene, like, a sweet scene where the premise is just they're, like, starting controlled fires to get rid of like frost and oh, yeah. they have like big paddles <laughs> and like they're doing it kind of seductively oh, yeah. like no yeah, i wrote that down where i was like great butterfly scene um yeah like because i was i kind of um it was very i was very strange that something i learned about uh apparently making wine is that's that's a thing they, they have like the butterfly wing i was super confused yeah but yeah, interesting little film, and again, just makes for a truly like bizarre slate of nominees yeah. that really run the gamut. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Do want to go into uh, sort of our our best movie picks, and then into our best kiss picks from sort of a uh, bottom yeah. of the top. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ethan, you're the guest. So you want to start with like you're ranking the movies from bottom to top? Yes. Yeah, Independent of Kiss, to okay, sure. themselves, yeah. Yes. Um, Ace Ventura, bottom. Uh, probably Walk in the Clouds, up from that. I had to remember the name of the movie. That's, how <laughs> that's always a good sign. Like, you just watched this, like, today. <laughs> I literally watched it this morning. Yeah, yeah I'll walk in the clouds, yeah. <laughs> um, Species above that, and then Desperado and American Quilt at the top. I can't complain about that. Then do you want me to do the kisses too, or just the movies first? Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. Um, Yeah, I think my bottom one is also uh, Ace Ventura. Um, And then after that, I think I would put um, Desperado. But that might change. I, I think I'm going to try and watch the uh, the other two, the two, the bread to this sandwich of movies. Um, <laughs> and then after that, I think I would have um, uh, A Walk in the Clouds. Uh, and then after that, I would have Species. Species was just a very, very fun movie. Um, very silly, but I liked that a lot. And then after that, um, How to Make an American Quilt, easily the best one out of that, out of that whole list. Uh, yeah, I think... I think our lists like are are not going to be like that different in the terms of thing. Uh, yeah, Ace Ventura: When Nature Calls at the bottom. Um, good for you for not having transphobia in this one, I guess. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> then, uh, then after that, uh, species. Yeah. You know, schlock, but schlock I can kind of get into then. A walk in the clouds. Yeah. Uh, after that, and then, ooh, this is tricky because, like, my love for like kind of great novelistic, like, just stories about humanity is just clashing with my love of very stylized violence <laughs> things. And so, I, uh, I guess it's like just the movies can put like How to Make an American Quilt and Desperado at like a tie. So, right. no, I totally. And then, um, yeah, but how did the kisses stack up? Yeah, Ethan, if you want to go, yeah, bottom to top um, again. 
Yes, sure. Um, I would start the bottom once again, uh, Ace Ventura. <laughs> um, barely even registers as he kisses. Takes up less than a second of screen time. <laughs> um, then up from that, probably How to Make an American Quilt. Then um, Walk in the Clouds. Desperado Species. I'm putting Species at the top. Wow. So you are backing up the Academy of I MTV think that they voters. Are correct on this one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. We're just folks at home, like phone connections, MTV. I'm yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think mine probably looks pretty similar. Uh, yeah. Actually, at the bottom, I have Ace Ventura. Yeah. It's um. It's it's not even the first comedy kiss in the in this in this awards lifetime, and it's probably the worst comedy kiss out of all of them. Um, maybe maybe a League of Their Own, but I don't know. League of Their Own one's funny, honestly, uh, if not a bit a bit uh, problematic. Um, and then after that, I'd probably have um, Desperado, um, just because like I feel like they're. Compared to like the other scenes in the movie, I feel like it's like the action is a little more is a little um better in that there's like there's not much to build off of with that kiss. Um and then after that I would probably have have to make an American quilt. Um for uh, similar reasons probably to um Desperado and that like the other scenes and like the other the other plot lines like don't really they're just not elevating the kiss enough really for that for it to like be all that impactful. It's sweet, but it's like there's not much to it. Um, I think after that, a walk in the clouds. I really, um, I think it's the after the uh, the grape stomping. Um, yeah, no, I just really yeah. like the kiss. It's like very impassioned. It's also like like a very it's like a very big like turning point in the story when like this sort of reality is starting to set in that like oh like we can't we can't do this like we're lying. Um, and I think it's like a really good like sort of pivot point. And then after that. Easy, easy. The Academy got this one right. It has to be species with the with the death kiss. It's just a the Academy just was at clairvoyance in this year. They were absolutely correct. We have not called it the Academy in a couple of episodes, but I really want to bring it back because I think it's just really funny <laughs> if it's a people's choice awards and we just call it the Academy. <laughs> it makes us seem like we're underdogs. Just <laughs> Um, yeah, so, again, similar list, like, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls at the bottom, like, yeah, definitely the worst comedy kiss by far, I'm sure in the future it'll get points for at least not being, like, homophobic, but, like, it's not even, like, a kiss, really, it's Mm. just, like, a tongue, tongue tongue-touching, and honestly, even Jim Carrey can like do better. Like so, Sofia Canedo definitely can do better than this. Like it's both of them can. Um, then after that, it, yeah, I guess how how to make an American quilt. Yeah, you know, great movie. The, the kiss is just not the best, or even really like the point. Then after that, De- Desperado. I guess. Again, the kiss is just kind of interlude when it's in between, like, the action sequences, but, hey, it pays off, and then, um, yeah. I almost want to give it to, like, a walk in the clouds in the end, like, just as my winner, even though 
Uh, ultimately, you just concur that they may probably made the right call with the species kiss on this one, just because I do think a walk in the clouds is like a good kiss, and that they're like, as miscast as Keanu Reeves is, like, you can get the kissing done. So I'll yeah. give it that recogni- recognition. But yeah, species, um, yeah, fun kiss. MTV definitely tries to like nominate a variety of these things over the year, and this is a lot better for a like dramatic huh kiss than when they gave it to like when they gave Kate Fear a nomination a few years back. So yeah, nonsense, <laughs> yeah. insane, and the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, I mean, it it gets worse. I'm having. <laughs> Currently watching yeah, films for yeah. our upcoming 1999 episode, and just going uh, where I can already guess what one of them is. We'll talk about Lolita in a few weeks. <laughs> but yeah, good on Species for winning. Yeah, best kiss. Like it's again, it's something we have to acknowledge that like what's going on, like, doesn't exactly come out of consent, but it also is, like, a good thing for, hey, get proper consent, or maybe you'll die. Just... Exactly. You walk away with a good message. Yeah. Yeah. And then, just to touch on a notable snub from this year, because, like, this has kind of come up, but this is the year of Batman Forever, which literally has a song with Kiss in a title (laughs) on the soundtrack. True. Yeah. 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 And it does not get, like, it doesn't even win Best Song, even though Kiss from a Rose, I'm going to say, is better than, like, Sitting Up in My Room. Uh, a song, actually, I've never heard Sitting Up in My Room, but looking at this list, it has, like, Kiss from a Rose and Gangsta's Paradise on it. Like, I don't know what's going on. Well, we eventually get to, like, Best Song, song, like, going through it in five years or whatever, or just... Like, we can get into it, but yeah, it's wild that Batman Forever is the Batman film that did not get like a best kiss nomination despite being the one focused on romance. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. Um, yeah. Oh, one last notable thing. I, just, I like to make sure I go through uh, all the notes I made. Um, in Species, there's uh, a scene where she has like nipple tentacles. That she uses to like grab a character by yes, the neck yes. and like almost strangle them to death. Um, really? Yeah, good, if, yeah. And if that doesn't sell you on watching this movie, absolutely nothing will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm now just looking through what else going on in that year and found that not only is this the only year where they do best sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Which, ham and cheese sandwich for smoke one. It's the year they give Wes Anderson the Best New Filmmaker Award. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. I like Bottle Rocket. I really like Bottle Rocket. Yeah. 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 And they gave Godzilla a Lifetime Achievement Award. <laughs> which, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That could be considering the fact that he, um, he destroyed Tokyo. Like that, that it's a bit of a problematic <laughs> fave, if you ask. Me. It's yeah, but it's good on him. Like, this is you know, a couple years off before like Godzilla 1998 brings him back into the imagination for like a lot the average person. So, you know, good on for getting like recognized at this point. Is yeah, yeah, 
yeah, for no, sure. This was a this was a really really good year. Um, like I'm very I've been uh, yeah, lots I'm of variety. Shocked with like the amount of I was going into this, I was expecting like oh another love story, like oh another like rom com, but no, this has been I don't who's ever who's ever running the helm during this this time period definitely definitely knew to keep us interest, knew how to keep us interested. Not yeah, and it's never gonna change. It'll <laughs> <laughs> stay good forever, like all things. Yeah, yeah, like all things. Anyways, uh, now we have gotten to the point of the show where we each give a random recommendation of something we've been into this week, and hope that it's, especially if it's a new thing, that it's still relevant in like a month when this airs. Oh, yeah. Um. That's this is not that at all. Um, uh, play <laughs> play Sly Cooper Two Band of Thieves for the PlayStation Two. I don't even know if it's good or not. Yeah, it might be purely nostalgic. Why I like it? I want to. <laughs> I want to know if it because like I, I play it and I'm like, is this bad and boring? Um, like I'm trying because like it feels like it is, but I have so much fun. I like I'm smiling the whole time because it's like a weird 3D platformer, but it's not. Like there's no challenge to it. I've never you're never challenged while playing it. Maybe it's because I'm an adult. That's maybe not fair. Um, and it's a kids game. Um, but I want everyone to play it and then at me on Twitter, be like, "Yeah, this game sucks. You're just dumb, and you liked it when you were a kid, and that's why you think it's good now." Um, or tweet me and go, "No, this actually has a lot of merit." That is my recommendation of the week. Well, good. Um, yeah, my my recommendation of the week. It's Oh, oh, I know what I'm going to go with. Yeah, so recommendation of the week is Mary Shelley's Frankenstein from 1994, <laughs> I think. If you watch Bram Stoker's Dracula and you're like, man, I wish there was just an insane film featuring other famous literary monsters, <laughs> are you in luck? <laughs> it's a Frankenstein movie that, like, it's the rare one that keeps in the stuff from the book where the framing story is they run into Dr. Frankenstein at the North Pole where he's been trying to hunt down the monster. Yes, Robert yes. De Niro plays Frankenstein. Um, a friend of mine described, like, the movie, not necessarily as a compliment, but, like, she, but she was like, it's a film that's edited and shot as if by someone who, like, got, like, electrocuted by lightning. Just... <laughs> which... Is not going to be something that appeals to a lot of people. Like, it's not as well remembered as like Dracula, but I mean, it's it's like a Kenneth Branagh movie where Kenneth Branagh is just like shirtless screaming, Bev! and also just works in things about like the cholera epidemic and people abandoning quarantine and getting mad at people trying to vaccinate them. So it speaks to the time. Yeah, for sure. Interesting. <laughs> um, my recommendation for the week, uh, mine would probably be the movie "The Blood on Satan's Claw" from nineteen seventy one. It's a folk horror movie about there's a witch in a small town and things start going bad for everybody in the town who doesn't want to, you know, become a witch like her. This is really, 
gnarly little um weird horror movie that's like one of those things where you can tell that like they just found some town in england and uh and got a bunch of people from the community theater to like be in the movie and just shot on location everywhere so like it's just like a bunch of people you'll probably never see again uh like interacting with possessed people and like beasts and things like that and it it is just this really strange curio that i definitely recommend if anyone out there is into that sort of thing Exactly. Exactly. Cool. All right. Well, about wraps it up. Um, Ethan, thank you for being here. Is there anything you want to plug? Just. Of course. Uh, thank you for inviting me. I had a lot of fun. I can't wait to actually listen to this podcast because ever since you told me the idea, it was, I was just like, that's a slam dunk. Um, but if you want to listen to my podcast. I do host a Scooby-Doo podcast called Heavy Metal, metal spelled as in meddling kids. Um, It is available on Spotify and RSS feed, and maybe by the time this comes out, I will have gotten it onto Apple Podcasts. Um, Kenny has been on an episode. He was on the second episode ever. We discussed an episode of What's New Scooby-Doo together, and it was very fun. Um, You can also follow the show at heavy metal pod on twitter for updates and stuff but yeah that's what i got to plug yeah oh cool um oh no you go yeah, first yeah um yeah no you go. um yeah uh i have an instagram uh it is uh not underscore two underscore pens um the number two not spelt um, I will very hopefully be uploading something to there when I finish listening to every Weezer song currently out. So fingers crossed <laughs> on that. Um, and then I also have a Twitter. Uh, it's at what Albie. Uh, it's F U T underscore A L B E E. I post there almost never, but every once in a while I'll reply to a friend's tweet with a funny image. <laughs> Um, or something. So, that, those are my two main social medias. Yeah, um, I'll second listening to Heavy Metal, which is a good podcast, and I talk about Simple Plan, like the Canadian pop punk band, a lot on my episode. And also listen to the Menace in Venice episode with a good friend of mine and Ethan's Daniel, who I will one day convince to be on this podcast, but it's just a That'll be a banger of an episode. It's a ve- yeah. Whenever he comes on this podcast, yeah, it's a very funny episode. Really if especially if you like things where the bit is the person just acts really hostile the whole time, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You can find me on Twitter at like a Wolverine and on Letterbox and the same. Where you can also find a list of all the films that we cover here if you wanna watch along. You can find this podcast on Twitter at Gold Popcorn Pod. You can find yeah. You can find us. Oh no, I mean you can email us at passthegoldenpopcorn at gmail.com. Email us with your thoughts or if you have different rankings or stuff like that. You can now subscribe to us on like Apple and Spotify and 
probably other podcasters that just wait for Apple to update. So go on and do that. Maybe review. Oh, Apple doesn't even call it subscriptions anymore, I don't think, because they're getting into having actual paid subscriptions for podcasts. So I think they changed the terminology the following, but that's... Yes, you're now following people. Yeah, but that's silly. Just subscribe. Um, (laughs) And then, oh yeah, our our theme song was done by Matt Samard. He doesn't have anything you can follow him on, follow him on, but he's like a cool guy. If you send me a Twitter DM, I'll relay the message. Yeah, if you send me a Twitter DM, I'll relay it to him, but then make it a little insulting because that's our <laughs> dynamic. But yeah, and. With that, I guess the only thing left to do is so read off the nominations for next week. So, for 1997 Best Kiss, next week we will be looking at Claire Danes and Leonardo DiCaprio, Romeo and Juliet, Gina Gershon and Jennifer Tilly, Bound, Kira Sedgwick and John Travolta, Phenomenon. Christine Taylor and Christopher Daniel Barnes, a very Brady sequel. (laughs) And your winner for Best Kiss 1997 is Will Smith and Vivica A. Fox, Independence Day. Wow. What a lineup. That is crazy. Yeah, so that's all we got for now. Ethan, we're very bad at ending the show. Yeah. Um, What's what's the classic (laughs) tagline we're going to leave people with, Ethan? Uh, I don't know. You gotta. You should encourage them to kiss somebody or something. I don't oh. know, or to pass his golden popcorn. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I've been saying or keep passing the that popcorn. It's just Ben doesn't have much. For... <laughs> um. Yeah. Make sure. Um. When you're engaging in a kiss, don't accidentally uh, shoot a alien spike through the back of their head. Talk about talk yeah. about first date. Yeah, foibles. that's good advice. <laughs> yeah but yeah uh just keep passing that golden golden popcorn and until next time i was also going to do an alien spike things but yeah watch out for alien spikes yeah. uh redundancy is the, is the is the king of comedy yeah be more redundant exactly you know what <laughs> be more redundant hey uh, Bye-bye. <laughs>